This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart, and as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback, and I encourage you to continue the conversation in your own life and with your own community. Welcome to Query. Hey, Queeros, Cammie here. Today on the show, Mackenzie Goodwin and Rachel Scanlon, they are two dykes and a mic. They got a great podcast, a great live show, and they are sweethearts. This is a chat about friendship, about open mics, about, oh, I don't know, off off air we did talk about Mean Girls, but that's just private for us. Renee Ramp is a genius. So enjoy the episode. All right, here we go. It's already happening. You know, um, you're not gonna believe this. You two are not gonna believe this. But you know what I just realized is that because one of my mics broke, but then it has the like spit shield attached to it. And then I have this other mic that doesn't have a spit shield. So I'm just using, this mic is a broken mic with a spit shield. And this mic is, so you know what I am? I am two mics with a dike. <gasps> Wow. Oh my gosh, you're the inverse. Can you believe it? One dyke, two mics. I can't believe it. Oh, that's really perfect for today. Yeah, it feels so right. Now you could tell me a little bit about who you are. Hi, can you introduce yourselves? Since I always have guests introduce themselves. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I'm... Okay, wait. Comedian, host, oh. actor, runner, yeah. pickleballer, <laughs> athlete... Mayor of Sherman Oaks. Mayor of Sherman Oaks. Valley oh, Rat. Right. Uh, Rachel Scantlin. Yeah. Uh, I'm cheese. You said busiest. your name as if it was part of the list. I just want to say that that was. <laughs> so your name is like, you know what I mean? It, that could have been a type of activity. A type of activity. Heard of yet, but it's, it, but it is your name. Rachel sure is. Scantlin. Keep, keep going. <laughs> well, it's Rachel Scantlin for now. Yeah, I know. I'm going to change my name. I'm going to get married in November and I'm going to add on a ton of names. Sick. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll throw mine in there if you wouldn't mind. I would. Well, she's love already to. doing Goodwin, which is mine. I'd okay. love to be an Esposito. Well, can you add I my full name? Can. If you For wouldn't sure. mind. No, I okay. wouldn't mind at all. What's your middle? Uh, It's young. Yeah, I like that. Are you serious? Your middle yeah. name is young. Very yes. hot. Yeah. That's Cameron so young sexy. Esposito. Yeah. You move the names over. You got the uh, yeah. I feel like with when you're kind of getting gay married, which is what we all called it. It's how we refer to it. It should only be getting gay married. I'm trying to do as many fun little cheeky things as possible. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to really. I want to make everyone wear suits, tuxedos, uh-huh. like every guest. It should be mandatory. Mm-hmm. And I want to take every guest's name. Okay. How many are going to be there? There's going to be 50. Okay. I yeah. have a tuxedo just in case you were wondering. Okay, I perfect. Do. I mean, I'm already taking your full name, so it feels <laughs> you know, like you yeah, must be so there. <laughs> if the invite's coming, I'm already ready. Um, yeah. All right. But Mackenzie, we just didn't even get to you. Yeah, I am Mackenzie Goodwin. I am the founder, CEO, sole owner of Two Dykes and a Mic. Sole owner? Sole owner <laughs> legally. <true>? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we're two decks and a mic. We're best friends and podcast hosts and comedians and ex lovers. Mm-hmm. That's also not true. That's also not <laughs> that, true. I don't think that, that. I didn't. That fine. Listen, you can't. 
Just throw. <laughs> well, we can and we <laughs> no, will. You can. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, great. Okay. How is, uh, listen, listen, I, I've been seeing the pot is, uh, getting some traction. You're out there, you're selling, you're touring, you're selling out shows here in LA. You're putting out reels. Yeah, we're putting out reels. You're putting out reels. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that, where the podcast started and where it's at now. You know, it's actually funny you bring it up today because Mackenzie and I are coming up on our anniversary. We found the first message I ever sent Rachel, which so we met at Rachel hosted an open mic called Mm -hmm. Two Dykes and a Mic. I hosted it with my girlfriend at the time. We Mm -hmm. broke up live on stage, which was the first night I was there. So I showed up. I saw these two women on stage breaking up. I thought it was a bit and I was like. They're hilarious. It was not a bit. We really broke up. Where was this? In the Valley at the Oaks Tavern, which is actually kind of a karaoke bar. I was a karaoke DJ there for a long time, and I had always dreamed of hosting the the Valley's most mid-open mic, which I I became a reality. Okay, can I tell you? Yeah. That mic rocked. It was not mid. Oh, thanks. There's some... I mean, it some huge people pass through there. Yeah. We had some fun times, you know, you host an open mic for so long and then eventually people throw up on your leg one too many time. And you're just like, I got to stop hosting this open mic. That I hosted threw a mic for me. a long time in Chicago. It still runs actually. Oh, to shit. be, to brag, it is still Chicago's top open mic. See, That's, see what a legacy that you left. Open mics are very important. They're very important. Yeah, absolutely. They are. You got to get in there. And you said big people came through. That was always a, uh, I was always trying to like scoot. I mean, listen, that's not what it's about, but it's like. No, no, no. Exciting. The people were not big at the time. They're big oh. now. Now they're like Emmy nominated SN- on SNL. Who like, are you talking about? Who would who would come there? Well, Hannah was there. Yeah. That's how we met Hannah. Mm-hmm. Longfellow was there. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. Michael Longfellow. Yeah. Melissa Villasenor was there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tons of people oh, yeah. came through. Nice. Yeah. You know how nice, it is nice, in LA. Nice. Yeah. And then I was dumping this girl. No, sorry. We were dumping each other. It was a mutual dump. It was a double yeah. dump. And then Mackenzie Why was, was there. Why was it on stage? Well, it happened. We lived together. It happened at dinner before. And I think we were both playing that game of chicken of like, if we go to the album, I can tell them that it's really going to happen. Like, it's really going to be over. And I was uh-huh. like, fine with me. Let's go. And she was like, fine with me. I don't care either. And I was like, well, let's just tell them on stage. It was an unhealthy relationship. I was boundaryless in my 20s, as yeah. mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And so we told every we told people at on stage and Mackenzie was there. And then you slid into my DMs. Yeah, it was my first night at this open mic. I lived right above the bar. And what do you so mean? I would directly I, above the bar directly. Like, Right, yeah, like the building right behind the bar. So I looked down at this bar out of her window, out of my window. And so I went down there one night. This open mic was happening, they were breaking up on stage, and I was like, This is awesome. <laughs> and then when I figured out it was real, yeah, yeah. I slid into Rachel's DMs in the year 2017. Yeah. And we just found the message, and it was like, Hey, if you need another dyke for your mic, and Cameron, you know, when you are gay and boundaryless <laughs> and you out yourself as newly being single and then you open a dm and somebody's like by the way i'm gay you're like great we're gonna fuck for sure <laughs> no okay. to be real i have that's not that's not my that i'm not sourcing from dms nor so that's 
I love so we're, having, we're having a different thing there. <laughs> right, of but course. But I'm happy to he- hear that that's like that's that's the thing you hear about. Well, you know? anytime it wasn't, it was less of the DM. It's more of like somebody around me in that time mm-hmm. of my life. I'm like, if somebody's like, hey, by the way, right, I'm right, gay. Right. I'm gay. I'm like, oh, I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> You're Wait, coming. Where were you each in your like understanding of yourselves in 2017? Oh, I mean, I have been out since I was 21. So I had been a couple years out already. Like and how I was, old would you have been at that? So you were about since you were 21. Um, I don't know how old I was then, but it was a couple years after, like yeah. maybe four years after. Okay. It was probably 25 when I met you. Probably. Yeah. Right. So I was already like out, but I didn't like you had no idea I was gay. I had no idea she was gay. She's wearing like an ASU sweatshirt. Yeah. Fear, Fear the, the fork. fork. No pity for no the pity kid. For the kid. Fork yeah. <laughs> and I was at that time. So I had been out since I was like 18. So and we were probably in our mid-ish early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I was at the phase in my coming out where I felt like the only gay person in the world. Even though I had moved to Los Angeles, I had a lot of straight friends at the time. Yeah. And I would have a lot of girlfriends that didn't have a lot of like connection with the queer community yet. So a lot of my and I had been doing stand up for about four or five years. So at that time, I look back at my stand up from that time and I can feel myself appealing, needing to appeal to straight people in a way that now feels a lot less like, yeah, like how my how my act feels now. Mm. So it was an interesting time. Definitely. And I was slutty. You were a. Big so I thought slut. Mackenzie was trying. I literally thought for sure Mackenzie wanted to hit it. Uh, yeah, like hit it hard and th- couldn't have been further from the truth, which actually was kind of something very beautiful about our dynamic. Yeah, we became best friends very quickly. Yeah. Mm. And and Mackenzie introduced me to a lot of other queer people that she also wasn't sleeping with, which at the time kind of sh- blew my little mind. I was like, what? Because I think I at that point. If you have gay friends, you have to sleep with them. Yeah, I, I had like a, I was I was really kind of I was really operating on a lack of like everything was lack. There weren't enough queer people. I didn't have enough time. I couldn't find enough people. No boundaries. No boundaries. I was drinking a lot. And so you really with having a queer friend group mm-hmm. that was like platonic. I was like, this is unreal and also like magic. Cause now I look at queer friendships as so they're beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cameron, were you like that? Like, were you, did you sleep with a lot of your friend group or were you, or d- can you have a queer friend that's platonic? Cause I feel like a lot of times, you know, our community is known for sleeping with the friends. Well, the first time I like saw of, so like I had my first girlfriend and. I just like I wasn't out to my friends I hung out with her friends and she had like a gay dude in her group of friends was a lot of straight people um and I relate to what you're saying Rachel and that like I didn't really understand that I would ever even meet like a second person you know I was like well this is the one this is the one I met (laughs) her not like this is the one like forever more like this is the sole person the only one i'll ever Um, find although i was you know also very in love with her but then i met my second girlfriend and she had a whole group of queer friends because she had gone to mount holyoke 
um, which is like a women's college, although I don't think they use that term now because it's also trans and non-binary inclusive. But um, she had, she had a, yeah, she had like a crew of people that she had played softball with, that she was friends with. And some of them were couples, but a lot of them were not. And it was when I like met this group of people, I just, yeah, it blew my mind. But that was very early. So I very like that was probably 22 when I first met this whole group of people. And so they weren't all sleeping with each other. And I just kind of followed their lead. Cause like, again, I really was like, here's my one lesbian. And then it was, it just was like opening a door and it was like, what are these people doing Mm -hmm. with their time? (laughs) Um, and I learned a lot from that group of people. Uh, and then the next queer circle I was in, cause then I like dated people kind of individually. Um, like I just mean, I wasn't like in groups of friends waiting around in the water, seeing what I can find. <laughs> um, but then I moved to Chicago cause I had been living in Boston. I moved to Chicago where I was from and like the art scene at the time and stand up was sort of in that art scene but also my sister was a modern dancer and queer folks were like doing this art fuckage thing where there were like all of these really cool underground weird events where people were circus performers or blessed dancers or whatever the fuck they were and they all kind of knew each other and there were so many people to choose from in that group Mm -hmm. so did i sleep with some of them yes but it was too large yeah, that's a, a big pool. It was a large expanse. And so it was, I was never able to reach fully the edges, nor do I really think anybody was. Mm. But but that's the only reason I, do, I didn't have that, that, like, is that I found a group of friends who were not fucking each other. And then I, then I landed in a group of friends. <laughs> Too large to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that. it's like But that. I had all and those experiences kind of early. <laughs> like I was 25 by the time I was like, you know, waiting in those waters, being like, what's out here? Um, (laughs) A yogi, somebody who skates in the roller derby. Of course. You're always going to find one of those. All of them. Clown. All of it. Did it. You know, mastered it. Um, Yeah. And I will say one thing that's kind of interesting in my life right now is that I don't have uh, one group of queer friends. Mm -hmm. I've had that my ex-spouse and I sort of had that. And then when that marriage ended, that group sort of like splintered off in some different ways. And like, I still see some of those people, but like, they're not my friend group. And my wife and I have a lot of friends that are in various groups. Do you two have your like queer group right now? Like, do you have your L word cast? That's such an interesting question because I do. And if I'm and if I'm if this is not ringing true, let me know. I feel like we're in a phase where we're rebuilding our L word cast because we're both kind of like newly 30 out of the pandemic and both like in serious relationships, mm-hmm. which is way different than like this particular coven of dykes that when I met you, yeah. there was like a specific like I feel like there is. Well, my coven was very they would go out and get blackout like yeah. blotto every weekend none of them ever were in a relationship longer than two weeks right so like it's it was a little bit more chaotic energy like sexy chaotic lesbian energy which yeah. I, I'm, 
where are they going? Where were they going when you were when you were going out? Probably the chapel on Wednesdays. Yeah, it feels like that. It was like chapel energy, but also like Harvard and Stone, like burlesque bars were a big Yeah, I mean, part. I don't even know what you're talking about because you have to understand that our age discrepancy means that I was hitting this point in my life in at a very different yeah. with a oh, very right. different group of like bars and activities. So you have yeah. to you have to fill me in. It's quite, what, it's crazy what, what that lesbians don't doing? age. What were they doing? It's a lot of like, first off, tarot readings. A oh, lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was but, like 2014 was no, heavy no, for into sure, tarot. For sure. for sure. Well, understood. I mean, that has filtered just so you know, up through the generations. Okay. Great. You know? That's incredible. Yeah. God. Okay. So tarot readings and then yeah. wild debaucherous more like just like partying i feel like that group i also like i am now sober mm-hmm. so, but and i but like for my when i was looking at like the group of queer friends that we were making here in the valley like it was really just like i wanted to go get fucked up at a dive bar and sing karaoke and try to like sleep with people yeah you had sex in that bathroom a lot i sure did and, and it was I a single like stall bathroom. it was a single stall at the oaks exactly. tavern yeah. it, it's still there still and there. like people would wait they would have to wait because there's only one bathroom in the whole bar in my defense i feel like every lesbian has a phase where they're using every bathroom like a bedroom and every bedroom like a bathroom and i've been saying it for years you have okay it's gross. I, I i don't know i mean listen i've had some wild times i was previously a wild man but have i I've never had sex in a bathroom. No. I have made out. Wait, is that true? That shocks me. I'm like, there's no way. We'd have to do a breaking news episode of Cameron's because he never fucked really, in a bathroom. I've got to like really think this through. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a public bathroom. Well, at that point. At that point, okay. it's a bit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. go, go leave the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Right, at that point, what are we no, doing wait, here? Okay. <laughs> ha- uh-huh. Have you ever made out in a bathroom? Uh, Yes. I think that's good enough. Okay. I guess. Yeah, we'll take it. It's fine. Um, Rachel, I feel don't, like you're I have, also... don't have like this like no, nose up in the air over you it... fucked in so many more bathrooms than we have. Well, no, no, no. I just can't believe. I I feel like this is such a trope of queer hookups. Like I think every... you're just like not naming. I think you're just, listen, what I think is yeah. that you've chosen a basic location. That's okay. Think. And a that's little fair. on the nose. Well, it, it's, oh, I feel like I was very much impressioned by the L word. The, even the pilot of the L word, where Jenny and Marina <laughs> so up are just story. like, no, I know. It's our generation literally is just trying to relive the L. Everyone the L had word. Their, they're like, I, I mean, have to I be you, Shane. You know, you can do treehouse, right? What? I would love to hook up in a treehouse. See, this is very cool. See, now I'm being inspired. I just don't want splinters. You can do car at the beach. You know what oh. I'm saying? Like it's like I feel like you're you're yeah. really limiting yourself. I think because I was only I was always only in bars. That's Do you know true. what I'm saying? When I you're see. Only I see. In a bar, I see. There's a. I see what's going yeah. on. There's like mm-hmm. I see what's. I see Have what you done like a stock room? That's kind of a stock room. Oh, a stock room is very. That feels very televised in like another way. Like in a, right. it's like a different show. Wow. You know, it's almost May December. It's kind of like <laughs> oh god. <laughs> The fish tank. The fish tank. No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I feel like when that movie ended, my wife arrived, uh, home, Mm -hmm. and um, I opened the door and to greet her, and she actually said, "Did you just watch May December?" (laughs) I had it. The credits were rolling as she was appearing, Mm -hmm. and she could tell from my face that because I just mouth agape was open and i couldn't understand then i had to look up what is the point of this 
You know, yes. like I even got what it was, but I needed to like know if other people for sure the same thing. Every once in a anyway. while, I'll finish a movie and I'll go straight to Twitter and I'll be like, "What a what a what, what are I, the streets? What saying? were we? What are we gleaning? Have we gleaned? What are we gleaning? <laughs> okay, well that was me after Saltburn. I said, "Why? Oh, I yeah. said, "Good God, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I I saw Saltburn and I said, "More, please." We saw it together. We love to see movies together. Queer friendship Aww. is special. It's very special. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! That is, I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but like, that's also something that like never makes it to TV. I mean, mm-hmm. um, the I mean, Orange is the New Black being like the best exception I can think of uh, because I can't even remember their character names, but Laura Prepon and Alex Natasha, uh, and were Natasha Leon. Yeah. yeah we're, <laughs> what was her character? Whatever their names were. It doesn't matter. They were like friends. Mm-hmm, they yeah. were friends with each other. And I that lasted for seasons upon seasons. But did I can't they even ever think fuck? of other good examples. I think they like tried to or maybe did, which again, not necessarily. But I don't think it was like a. It wasn't romance. It was like yeah, a just it purely was like physical. A, or yeah, like because they're in prison mm-hmm. kind of right. a thing. As sure, a sure, 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 sure. to be like I a reflection feel- on like a larger i feel like that we do we we really try to lean into like on two dikes and a mic Mm -hmm. we love how friendshipy we are because there is such a void of it in any queer content that you see you really rarely see two lesbians being silly first of all we're very rarely depicted as being silly yeah which it's always kind of just dying and every tuberculosis No, it's like- or I I have recently because I've been like auditioning for some like more dramatic work and I'm enjoying that because I have realized that my job has usually just been to be a clown that walks through the background mm-hmm. delivering wow. one line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and the thing is, but like it's like really mean what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, yeah. You get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like yeah. I love like I every like all of my queer friends are like very silly and like. Same. I, I enjoy putting with whatever we're doing. I'm like, I want to see, I want you to watch a two decks in my clip and be like, those are two funny best friends. Like yeah. genuine. I feel like it's, it's one, it's my yeah, most fun laughing. thing to do. Yes. There's we're laughing. laughing. Yeah, we're yeah, laughing yeah. a lot. It's fun. Yeah. We're sharding. It, we're having we're the best sharding. time of our lives. <laughs> are you? Cause I didn't, I haven't checked when it was over. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't give it a Cameron. It's no, constant. Have, and your episode is so good. Obviously. I mean, we all have, we want to just sit here and like laugh. Yeah. Which oh, is, you're gonna have me on the live thing. We yes. sure are. I forgot. I thought I had responded, but I just responded today. 
See you I, there. It came through. <laughs> I was on a run. I said, Cameron's in. We're going to have a great, <laughs> we're going to have a great time. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's great. That'll be really fun. Yeah. You're doing super fun live shows, which is, <laughs> which I love to see there. A lot of people are coming out, which is fucking awesome. Um, that's like the first sort of big touring experience. You both, you are both in your first big touring experience, correct? Like yeah. you're, you're both still in the, the nationwide touring is like pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. We used to book ourselves on tour back mm-hmm. in the day, right before COVID we had just started kind of doing touring. We would do like littler runs. Yeah. Very small. And then this last year was our first actual full like calendar year where we got to go out, go to like, I've been to cities now that I've never been to. We went to Canada. We, I've never been to Canada, yeah. which was fun. Mackenzie got me TSA pre-check, which is so killer. Sick. Actually it was global entry. Global entry. Yeah. Like shout out living. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, we had the best time ever and it's nice to travel with your best friend. Yeah. And I do feel like we got a lot closer. I think yeah, so too. That, I mean, that's amazing. And how do you feel about just the prospect of like having that happen in, in your careers anyway? Like, I mean, you know, you started a mic and truly anything can happen. Mm-hmm. People um, just are dog walkers. Like that's just yeah. a thing that happens for some folks and... Some people never get to be touring uh, nationally or internationally. Thanks, yeah. Canada. Hi. Um, um, we're living the dream. Did you see that for yourselves? Well, I feel like, I honestly, the whole time. you know that I've been getting... <laughs> Mackenzie. <laughs> Mackenzie is a crystal ball. She is a tarot card reader. I, for... Well, this has been my whole dream my whole life. So, and I've also getting... I'm, like, getting older and I'm getting super, way more sentimental you than are. I ever was. And that could also be sobriety. It's unclear. But like I, just this morning, I'm sending you screenshots of the first messages we sent each other. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I try to find the balance between being like, we've se- we're celebrating where we're at and also needing to know like where exactly where we're at, you know? But I'm like so excited to go to all these different places and perform for queer people. Mm-hmm. When I started stand up, I was not performing. I was performing only for straight people or mostly straight people. Yeah. So I like, and when you, we started two decks and like two, a lot of people, as you know, in the industry would tell us like, if you want to make it in stand up, or if you want to get on late night, or if you want to get all these comedic goals, don't talk so much about this thing. And for that thing that we've been able to turn into something that people want to come out and see and that we get to do it all over the country and Canada yeah, <laughs> has been like the, the most, th- the something that I'm so unbelievably proud of and grateful for that. I like I'm sentimental about it all the time because it's, it feels powerful and it's fun. It's we have literally the best time on the road. I've yeah. never laughed as hard. I mean, I'm waking up with my best friend. I get to travel all over the country. We, we literally after shows will sit in bed and go, Let's talk about our favorite people we got to meet tonight. We just sit oh, and we laugh. And we too. and it's so cute because we meet all of That's our people. Like we'll do two hour long uh, meet and greets after. We want to meet every single person that waits for us. Yeah. So it's so fun to like, yeah, get to meet all these gay people and across you know, the country. Comedy clubs have the best treats. I'm having a day old cheesecake. They have the worst food I'm in the world. eating like a deep fried 
uh, funnel cake as a French fry, mm-hmm. you know, just shout out bed. funny bone. Shout out funny bone. <laughs> like we're having, it's just fun. And like I'm also, I've started doing like solo touring as well, which is its own different thing. And then I miss Mackenzie, and then I'm like, I can't wait to do like two dykes runs. Like it has been such a learning experience. Also, like as the show changes. And like, I don't know, it's just fun to meet so many queer people in different places and like, yeah, rocks. It's been the fucking best. This is adorable. Also, do you have a writer? No. No. You got to get a writer. Our writer is this. We ask for three to four room temperature waters for me. She doesn't like cold water, which is (laughs) crazy. And then you you like your sparkling water. I love a pop water. Give me a bubble water. But wait, is there more? Can we ask for more? Yes. (gasps) <gasps> wait what's yes. on your rider well i'm vegan now so i'm gonna need some vegan treats yeah i mean that's what i asked i asked for i asked for food i would actually eat yeah and so like that there's been different phases of that like for a period of time it was like a cheese pizza and blah 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 um twix bars now it is literally like a turkey sandwich avocado rolls yes. uh granola bars bananas <laughs> like it's Good like food and plain yogurt like it's like food that will be helpful to me not feeling like garbage because it's so easy to feel like garbage on the road. Yes, it is. Okay, and my, my writer is like not like if like, you know, if the like opener or my wife will come in the room, it's like it's, you know, the spread is like not rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sexy. It's like yeah. I got a bunch of plain yogurts and a turkey sandwich. But like. <laughs> Wait, this is kind of blowing my mind because Cameron, I have been truly like, so I'm trying to eat hell. I'm trying to eat less like a little rat you eat like a rat Cameron Wait. she'll show up with okay, 13 a baker's dozen hard-boiled eggs to in every my, okay. show and in my I, wait hang I'm on though. I love hard-boiled eggs and then Thank the past, you. Wait, in my but life fly? I would eat them from a gas station oh this is what I'm talking about no in in talking about, they're in like athlete. disgusting oh they're you know what wet I'm you like if you go in a gas station you're like this is a, this is the nastiest thing. It's in not here. right. Who eats those? That's oh. me in the past. That's disgusting. You have to, you're like you're like grabbing at Mm-mm. straws and trying to figure out what's going to make you not die. And sometimes it's harsh. But are you saying you fly with those? Okay, Flies. this is and this was kind of, this kind of <laughs> unlocking for me. Uh-uh. It's that so sick. The up. amount of ice packs I, she so has. I bought a, a, cooler. a cooler backpack cam because they have. I've been. I haven't been using the writer. <laughs> I bought a cooler backpack. I hard boil a baker's dozen eggs. How about this? this? With cooler packs. So amazing. And I what get else? on United. The amount yeah. of cooler packs that have been confiscated because by. Because if t- they melt, they can't go through TSA. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Greek. <laughs> Zero sugar added yogurt. A lot of turkey sandwiches. I've got boiled eggs. I make turkey sandwiches and I put bananas on top and I am like, we're good for four days. So now we can just ask for this in a writer. Don't bring all this shit with you. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to blow your mind, but if you asked for that and you don't eat all of it, you can literally take it with you. Yeah. And then for breakfast, (gasps) you have... This uh, is yogurt li- and a granola bar. Wait, I'm gonna have room to actually bring a video <laughs> camera on this next run of the tour. I, it won't be full of eggs. It's this is be a so real. This is a real thing. Welcome this to the is, oh this is really. Bl- Thank God we're on this fucking show right yeah. now. This what is else so you great. Need to know. Stick with me, kid. Yeah. I mean, writers. That's a big one. That's major. I was doing a lot of like chicken sandwiches that were ruining my stomach. Yeah, because you know comedy clubs. It's all deep fried chicken sandwiches. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Oh, go ahead. I was um 
I'm not, we're, I don't think we're typically accustomed to when you go start eating comedy club dinner every night. Um, do you remember when we were at that Ramada? The Ramada Inn in Jacksonville, Florida. And this is something that I just now am actually, we haven't talked about this on on our show or at ever because it is humiliating. But this is I the think, funniest thing that's ever happened. I think because we're coming out of one year anniversary of it, I'm just now like kind of comfortable enough overcoming what happened. This is an exclusive. I what? was eating comedy club food. Let's go. And Camp, we're this. about like two minutes till stage time. And I'm like, on, uh-huh. I'm backstage. Let's I'm go. like, where the fuck is Rachel? I'm nowhere to be found because I have a, sh- I have sh- a shy body. I have a shy bowel syndrome. I'm like, you 100. cannot find me. I need to, I need to be dead alone. And I start scouring this Ramada because we, our green room had one restroom. I had to tinkle before the show. So Rachel went to go find a different bathroom. And I'm running (laughs) knocking on doors in this hotel hoping that one of them is a private bathroom and i am like i am going to this is an issue s your p's i'm gonna s my p's and we're supposed to be on stage in 90 seconds i run on stage so Mackenzie must have been like i'm gonna have to start the show alone which is crazy theme starting theme Theme song playing yeah it was playing Mackenzie is on stage i run on stage and i am so red red and sweaty and she was she turned to me and goes my cheeks are still red and i thought you meant my ass cheeks (laughs) your butt cheeks (laughs) but rachel had mad diarrhea at the ramada inn in jacksonville florida jacksonville florida because that food there was so wild it was all deep fried yeah it was rough and that's yeah. when I started packing hard boiled egg and turkey sandwiches. <laughs> I said, I will not be made a fool of again. Yeah. And that, but that will happen to you on the road oh. and it sucks, but you, we, we got you. We're here for you. No, I know. And now I'm going to get it on the writer. I know. <laughs> and I will say that, oh my God, I just feel like now we're like getting into deep cuts. Remind me that I want to ask you both about hair, but Great. first, mm-hmm. this is a moment, which is I've, I've done one bus tour and one thing I didn't know before okay. going is that um, all my musician friends were like, you know, you can't. No number twos on the bus. You can't. Sh- you can't shit on the bus Mm-mm. because the person who cleans the bathroom is the driver, and you like mm. need to be kind to your driver. And this person's gonna be with you, and they don't want to clean that up. Yeah. So you wake up in the morning. So you drive overnight between cities. And you wake up in the morning and you've been like in like a weird little bunk. There was like a back bedroom, but it was so bumpy that it was actually easier to be in the bunks. Um, So you're like in a weird little bunk, like a coffin bunk where you have to like slide out. You like can't sit up. And so you like slide out of the bunk and then you stand up and then you don't know where you are. Like the bus is just parked and the driver has gone to bed and there's a tour manager on the bus, but like there's not. That person doesn't know where the fuck you are either. And you kind of like open the door to the bus and whatever's in front of you, you have to find like a pooping place Mm -hmm. from just a bunch of random establishments. Oh my God, the stress. It's hell. So much stress. And then also sometimes you'll have a day room where you get to like- Get ready. Go and get ready. But sometimes you just, you know, I don't know if you've ever like been to a rock club and been like- why is there a shower in here? Yes. And why is it so horrible? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it's because you're pooping in a random cafe. Oh, my God. And then later you're showering at the venue. <gasps> and it's yeah. 
it's like this is anyway this is why i now have to have turkey sandwiches just available to me. where do you work I'm, out i'm sorry how are you such a good cue i think i was like what was i doing i don't know going on giant walks during the day yeah get the Playing steps in catch not love like, not so getting fun, as pumped you're as not getting the iron now. were you playing catch with like a football or like a softball baseball baseball you gotta bring your glove bring a mitt reason. yeah okay great <laughs> gotta play catch on the road i would love well now that i have i'm not bringing all those eggs i got, yeah, room, you got for all a that mitt. room yeah all right i'm all right. down i'm down yeah. to play catch yeah bring your gloves i got my glove right over here if you want to invite me to your wedding to play catch yes honestly (laughs) great in a text (laughs) okay so i want to ask you about hair because rachel i know you had Mm -hmm. a big haircut relatively recently Mm -hmm. um and i know it was like a big identity shift cut but then i also want to hear from Mackenzie because you are sporting long locks and that is also something that in the queer community i think has its own conversation so i would like to hear about the hair on your heads from both of you i'm so glad we're talking about hair all i want to do is talk about hair and you know that well i just got mine done kenny went lighter blonde and you look so beautiful and hot that i literally when i walked in your door i gasped for more air dude thank you so much thank you i went blonder i'm uh but this is like my natural i don't straighten or anything Mm. but long hair is very i just cut off five inches so i had like really oh, that, that's fucking really long hair long hair um it was getting too long and but yeah, long, this is short for her actually this is really which is crazy. short for me but it is um a lot to deal with as you know you had longer hair for a minute yeah. not my length but people but, also interact with us way differently and people well, so always that's have. really the like crux of it is yeah. here you host this show but like you look really different and present really differently and I'm imagining that touring around that might be a whole thing or yeah especially like we even when we were at the pool in Florida I definitely looked like your son swimming in full coverage swimsuits while you were like I feel like people though do treat us differently don't you think we talk about this all the time that people treat it depends where we are but Men will talk to Rachel more. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. we, we also like if we go to I remember we were in Seattle and we both went to that coffee shop and I'll have like women kind of treat me like shit IRL and be pretty oh. rude to me. And then Rachel will be right behind me and go through the same interaction. And they're so nice to Rachel. Yeah. And this happens kind of all the time. And I don't understand why, but I do think it's because I present more femme than you. So There's you whole- so so men don't address you and women also don't address me. Are mean so, to you? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's huh. a, I feel like so, especially within the comedy world, when you're doing an open mic, right? I feel like men, I have more of a masculine energy on stage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that made men around me uh, try to bond with me more. In a way that like sometimes is like feels good and sometimes is like an over glossing of the queer experience to, oh, we all love tits, right? Which is not how I feel. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I do love tits. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but around me, I get like the we can't say anything anymore type yeah. of stuff. It's like they're more scared to talk to me, I think, because of that. 
Yeah, it's always huh. been, I feel like, yeah, we've always been, people treat us very differently. We have the same job. We do the same thing. But I'll get a lot, like, they don't, they'll be like, are you the girlfriend of one of the comics? Right. I'll right. get a lot of, like, you don't belong here. Well, and no club that we go to, anyone thinks that we work there. <laughs> like, no one thinks that we're <laughs> supposed to be there. Our no. name is on the marquee. And no disrespect, I wouldn't, I've worked at many <gasps> comedy clubs. I never look up who's coming through. But nobody ever thinks that we're supposed to be there. No, we're always like, can you open the doors? And they're like, no, the doors open at 730. And we're like, well, we actually are the comics. Right. Oh, my God. So that happens all the time. Right. I mean, being perceived as a woman in comedy is such an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I think also Mackenzie, sometimes a lot of times we'll get DMs and people uh, do not think that Mackenzie is gay at all or a dyke. So people will be like, are you guys going to get canceled for being two dykes in a mic with Mackenzie there? And we've been doing this podcast for seven years i've been literally out for so fucking long yeah or a lot of people assume that she's bi which in a way there's part of it which is like a lot of people are bi now there's like a lot more bisexuals but it is interesting that there's the assumption of i don't know how you assume it it's every i'm literally it's my job is a dyke right. <laughs> i'll never understand well i mean part of this is flagging right like there's a there is a pressure Mm -hmm. And conversely, maybe an interest for some folks to like conform to like some standard of cueing to, to other queers, especially. Um, And I, I think that like existing outside of that is a very odd experience is what I have heard from many of my pals who are like doing a different thing. Because there's even, like, a femme version of presentation that, like, is seen within the community as, like, queer. And and even that is not exactly what, like, you're doing with your presentation, Mackenzie. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But, like, there's, I like, do. a high it's, femme gender yeah. fuckage thing mm-hmm. that, like, is almost, it's, like, also placeable. And I'm, this is not a criticism. It's a it's a bummer that there isn't more room and that like flagging is, I mean, I think initially that was like a safety thing, Yeah, you know, wanting people to know so because you can't say it out loud. And then that getting like entrenched in a community over years. And then also wanting to express like, we are different, you know, we don't, con- we don't conform to like, you know, there's a zillion reasons for it. Um, and also I look the way I do because I like how I look. So it's like not, but I also don't know that I would like know to look like this absent giant cultural norms. Right. I don't know, but it's complicated for sure. It is complicated because this is just how I look naturally. I'm not yeah, like yeah, exactly. actively <laughs> trying to flag or not flag. 100%. So it, it, it's so, um, I have been offended sometimes when people will treat us so differently. Of course. In public. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I'm not, you should, you should feel offended. <laughs> it's because it's offensive. Yeah. Um, I think what I'm saying is I feel like some people opt in for that. Right. And even if it's like not, uh, it's like a game. It's like a, you can like choose to jump into that pool or not. And like you said, you know, this is how you look. This is how you're comfortable. 
that is a fair space to be in the universe. I mean, like everyone else gets to do that. So it is, it's definitely frustrating. I mean, we even had, this kind of goes back to something else that we were talking about. But I remember when I first moved out here, I had a rep that asked me to come out as bi because I would do better. Are you serious? Yeah. They're I don't not know why I said, are not... you serious? What if you were like <laughs> fucking around with them? <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Yeah. It just could. Yeah. They that were, is like, so messed up. Mm-hmm. They're not obviously wow. my rep anymore, but that was something that happened. And it's just, I get that kind of stuff a lot. Well, I mean, it's kind of wild because it's like. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that's like messed up is the version of things where like they're not wrong about the kinds of opportunities that folks might have just by like appealing to the male gaze. I don't ever want to appeal to the male gaze. by word. Agreed. Yeah. And also the male gaze is who is behind paying people in Hollywood. So it's messed up. Like, I'm not saying it's like, it's like that person's messed up, but then you're like, why would you think that? It's like, oh, because it's like backed by science, you know, like it's like, (laughs) that's the sad part. It's like, I'm glad you don't work with that person. And what are, it goes back to you talking about like people saying that you having this name for your podcast would mean you'd never be able to make it. It's like, you have to grow your audience yourself to, to disprove the theory as opposed to just like being accepted in and evaluated for whether or not you're good. Um, and I yeah. certainly have a lot of experience with that. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's super annoying. Yeah. Oh, man. When I had long hair on just one side, people wanted to hire me to play a lot of bartenders, you know, people just it's, don't know yeah. how to be imaginative. I know, Rachel, your haircut is so like once you got it, I feel like you transformed like you finally became the person you were supposed to be this right. whole time. Well, I've wanted you, when you look back through the, the pictures of my hair throughout my life, mm-hmm. you'll see a little boy deciding to get long hair to become a passable yeah. girl. And then now you'll it will be like a long hair blip. Yeah. Which is kind of cute because but you, I definitely I've had short hair for most of my childhood until that age where everyone makes you pick or perform your gender yeah and uh i've wanted it short for so long and then finally getting it cut and i mohawky mullety mullety curly still you know orange type of like very queer haircut has been the fucking best but i've always said a good haircut can change the world it does because it makes you feel so good i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm actually unstoppable now you can't tell me anything which is very Mm. fun it's a really fun it's good energy but it's more i also had to get a good i had to find a queer person to cut my hair which is a whole nother thing that's a whole thing because for so long i would go to fantastic sam's asking for a curly long mohawk and they'd say but you're so pretty you're so pretty don't you're pretty you're such a little girl you're such a pretty little girl yeah. you princess bo peep go get your sheep is that what you call that a f- curly mohawk is that what yeah. you call that yeah you know it it's un- goes- it has grown out a lot because i'm waiting to get it cut for when i get my engagement photos but it is that's what i was going for yeah, no, I mean, number one, it looks amazing. I think I like, it's because of my own limitations on imagining that Mohawks stand straight up. Oh, this right. This is from like a 
movie from 19... 19- 87 like yeah. that's like when you when Punk. i'm imagining that it's not you're like, you're thinking the liberty spice yeah i'm thinking yeah. like it's like styled with glue like elmer's glue mm-hmm. right uh, which i would and, like to try like i can yeah, do it for you great <laughs> get it like pack that in your bag bring no eggs but just lots of glue and see how it goes <laughs> so much glue like, yeah. i just want to revisit for a second Mackenzie, what i just said because i want you to know i wasn't trying to say that you had done anything wrong but just how fucking messed up it is that like um it's just based on a lot of experience around, you know, one time I got called in to meet with a director on mm-hmm. a movie and it's when I had really distinctive haircut and I didn't get the job, but my friend got the job and they put her, she's a straight woman in a wig of my haircut. Stop. And I knew it wasn't an accident because oh. I had met with the director. Oh. So I am not saying that you should have said you were a bisexual. What I am saying is that I've had a lot of experience of like, just directly facing down like what it really means to be in this industry and be trying to sell who I am, which I really like who I am and all my experience and how funny I am and charming and likable. And then realize like that right at the finish line, like homophobia and gender stuff and all that kicks in. And it doesn't mean that I can't get across the finish line. It just means that like at that point, like actually a few people for some reason dive out of the crowd and grab my ankles. And I'm like, <laughs> but I was right there. And they're like, but just real quick, if we could make a wig of your hair and have this person finish first. And that's real. Can't believe that. That's I need to know. That's so crazy. That is real. <laughs> Tell me that oh movie. Oh my God. That's so nuts. No, I, I knew you weren't saying that. I, okay. that's just I just experience. wanted to clean that up in yeah, case. Because no, no, no. no. you're doing great. Thank you. you. I would also never, yeah, nobody can ever tell me who to be. I'm always going to be myself. And before this person even said anything to me, I was still, I was on two dykes and a mic. I'm not going to ever backtrack. (laughs) Right. That's just never, I mean, I was asked. Two bikes and a mic? Think about it. Okay. (laughs) Bling, bling. Bling, bling. Yeah. I'm just, whatever. I'm always going to be extremely openly queer, no matter what. I'm going to be openly gay. That's. I'm never going to change myself for any kind of job out here. Yeah. I mean, what kind of bonded Mackenzie and I is that we were both raised on a heavy dose of shame and we are kind of like laughing through it with your gay best friend, Mm -hmm. which is really fun. And Mm -hmm. we both have had insane things happen, but we've working together since an open mic to now is really an interesting experience with another queer person is like, it's interesting. It's awesome it's awesome yeah yeah and we yeah because i need it i feel like you need like you grow up i grew up having absolutely no gay friends in middle school and that shame of like hiding Mm -hmm. it's so nice now to be in our 30s and get to like chat about that and we both have such similar experiences yes that it's like that's what's so fun because i feel i was so closeted during all those fun little like um sleepover parties where everyone's like i have a crush on um Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue. Or like, you know, Corbin yeah. Blue. everyone was like, I have a crush. Absolutely, why not? Josh Hartnett was a big a one. That was, was like one. Josh Hartnett in Minnesota. Everyone was Josh Hartnett. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> like getting to kind of go back and be like, it was actually Rachel Vice. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, it was Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Great taste. Great yeah. taste. Oh, she, yeah. She's a big Sandy head. Oh, my gosh. And my like, wife now looks kind of, she's got the eyes. You manifested she, it. I really manifested my wife. Every childhood crush Wait, I need to put go together. Check 
her. I don't think I know. Do I know what your wife looks like? I'm going to have to check out and Picture see. Picture like a, a petite I've got a Italian photo. version of Sandra Bullock. Yeah. But actually, like really petite. Let me show you. This is my wife. Well, how small? <laughs> she's five. She's got to be. Five, she'll say five, four. She's five, three. That's her. Well, number one, beautiful kid. Oh. I'm I'm five, four. So you fo- so fuck off. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, but you give five nine energy. My wife gives five one energy. Yeah. yeah, understood, understood, understood. It's totally and completely different. It is very different. Well, Here's what I'm going to say. We have not too much longer before we wrap up. And I want to, first of all, tell everybody to come see you as you tour and um, come see you at Largo in LA when you have shows there and they're in LA. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also want to ask you both to shout out a Queero, which is a person, place, or thing that made you feel you could be who you are today. (gasps) A Queero. That's really cute. Also, I thought we were going to talk about how your hair is getting long. My hair is getting It's so good. It looks very cool very hot yeah it's like i just saw like mission impossible 2 yesterday or something like that my wife is wanting to watch all of the missions that are so so possible and um this is kind of what tom Tom cruise's hair looks like in two it's a little bit longer than his hair but it's like i realize every day i wake up and i'm like what am i doing like (laughs) like who am i doing like i'm trying to place it you know because i like it but i'm like what is this and then i'm like it's kind of giving keith urban her (laughs) other husband (laughs) but her other other husband oh my god but not bad but like sexy keith urban keith urban has like straight just but tell me it doesn't look straightened no 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 it doesn't look straightened because it's giving more volume than him but it's that you know you have different shades coming through which i feel like tom cruise is like a deep brown or black whatever he has right a hundred percent well, it's just giving more to it. It's I feel fun. like with this, your hair getting longer, I'm seeing so many more angles on your face, yeah. like your cheekbones. I'm like, what, Cameron? It looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, thank you. I. It's obviously, as you both know, it's a real journey. I'm pretty excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. Cheekbones are popping. Um, popping. And you know, we'll see. How far where are this you gonna ends. go? We don't know. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, so again, like going for like a, with, you know, kind of a Tom Cruise or, or Brad Pitt vibe. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what Tom Cruise's hair looked like in Interview with the Vampire? It's like so long. Yes. Yes. I just but watched it's that. Very so it's fresh on my like, mind. Okay, it's so did? sensual. Yeah. <laughs> Why were you watching Interview with the Vampire? Because it's on Netflix. That's private. No. I can do what I need to do with my time. <laughs> I feel like that movie is unnecessarily horny. It's so, yeah, it's so horny. Well, we also have to be like so s- sad because poor Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Right. That was like her first kiss and it was just not, she shouldn't have had to that. was do her that. first ki- Okay, I'm devastated. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. I yes. did not know that. Wow. It was her first kiss. It was like with Brad Pitt. It's like not, she shouldn't have had to do that. Um, How old was she? What she was a literal fuck? child. I don't she know. It's child. like breaking labor laws. It would not happen to Ooh, wow. anyway. Um, okay going oh you know who i wanted to commend really quickly mm-hmm. just because i felt like you two might appreciate it was is kristen stewart because i would like to say kristen stewart oh, did kristen such stewart. a good job of dating of on-screen dating dudes mm-hmm. for a period of time and then 
switcheroony, now she's dating women on screen or like whatever's going to happen next for her. And um, I really love it because I feel like she slid into people's minds. Everybody knows who she is. And now she is uh, clearing the way in a bit. So I just, I don't know. There was something about what we were talking about, about like who gets to be in. I just feel, Mm -hmm. I feel like she like got, she got over the finish line and she's like coming back to get us. I just feel really happy for her and and grateful. Good job, kid. Good job. I love her. I think every movie she does is a hit. There's not well, many she's stingers. She's amazing. Obviously, yeah. we love her, but also just like feel really like But what like she's she, doing, yeah, she's coming she's back around. She's doing something. She's, I love yeah, making she's, it that far into the mainstream consciousness and then being as gay as she is. Yes. I know. That's what I'm saying. Speaking yeah. of Mission Impossible, pulls yeah. off the mask underneath <laughs> there, this haircut. Yeah. Kristen, you little and guy. She pred- and she came back to produce Ghost. Uh, what is it called? Living for the Dead. Yeah, Living for the Dead. Yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. Rocks. She's doing great. Who's Good your queero? My queero? My. Or it's a person, place, or thing? It's a noun? Yeah, like it could be your buddy, but then people, when I, I was first asked person, they'd be like, what if it could be a bar? What yeah. if it's a book? You know, like, whatever. Hmm. Live your dreams. I'm really trying to think if there are like, I mean, do you have one that comes to your Nagi? Kind of. I'm, I think my queero would be Clea Duvall. Oh yeah. Just cause like I'm obsessed with every type of content that she puts out. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And Graham. Yeah. I'm from like, But I'm a Cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <sighs> That's a big one for me. Yeah, and that's just fucking the, the character on Veep was so huge. Was so huge for me. Um, oh my god! Amazing. Yeah, I think she, she's mine. You know what? Um, uh, oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead, Rachel. Oh no, you go ahead. I was just gonna say I read for that. I read for that. I was not. I read for that with Julia Louis Dreyfus at six o'clock oh, in the morning. Sh- wow. At a house in somewhere, like a like a at a you know a callback place, whatever the fuck. Yeah. It was like a chem read. It was so early in the morning and I was so nervous about it and obviously like sweated through everything and had like, <laughs> I mean, I was losing my fucking mind and I was like, what if I get it? You know, obviously so excited to meet her, work with her. And then as I was leaving, Cleo, who I now know, passed me and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's, that's who's getting it. Like it was nice that's to meet so you, Julie. <laughs> but, like, but like that's who's that's yeah who's it. yeah we're fucking clear heads over here i know big time huge time um a queer that comes to mind yeah. it's more niche okay they're not a celebrity but i had the science teacher when Yay. i was in like ninth grade but she was the most masculine person in that building. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, I, she was my favorite teacher. I took human anatomy three times kind of classically because I wanted, I couldn't spend enough time with this person. Buzz cut glasses. Okay. The fashion, I guess it's very fashion forward. What, <laughs> it's more than that. Though. It was more than just the fashion of this like very masculine. What year was this? This was, well, I took, it in my second so sophomore year but then i took it so many more i was like her ta senior year wow. that's what i'm talking about could not get enough of this teacher but she was um she i mean uh, 
visibly very queer in a place where everyone was just like Lutheran and like not. It was a very religious place. It's Bloomington, Minnesota. So there were not, I didn't know any queer people. And it's not like she came out ever. It's not like she was no, but saying, you but you knew. You got it. And um, she was so demure is that the right word no fancy you know how masculine is fancy Mm -hmm. like with like a loafer and a belt and like you know but anyways but she was so smart and funny and she would i remember being like i can't believe that she's visibly queer but we're all just like she's so powerful in the way that like she was so queer but she wasn't she was just your science teacher and she was a straight shooter. And I wanted to somehow gain that level of like masculine confidence, but also like, fu- I don't know. I loved Dude, everything about this person. You did. No, I'm, yeah. I, did. my energy is psycho. I'm like, she was so yeah, like, but that's in your soul. That's something you can't like get rid of. But I think <laughs> on the outside and it, your like, um, confidence, you are that. That's, oh my God. Imagine I got to go find her. She yeah, was powerful. Absolutely. But you wear belts. You wear belts? I do wear belts. <laughs> and loafers. That was, yeah, that was See? the top. Those are, I mean, of the things that you mentioned, I heard smart, funny belts. Yeah. Wow. And then you just happen to have ADHD. I do have ADHD, but I do also know a ton of anatomy. Thanks to that teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you two have both been um, an utter pleasure. Thank you for your time. Thank you for making a great show. Um, and I can't wait to see you both soon to talk. Yes. I literally soon. have a lot more to say, but it's just, <laughs> it's not time for it. It's not time. Largo's going to be so freaking fun. We'll do some of wait. it there and that's not going to be enough. Yeah. So then it we'll will never be enough. We'll get to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> Three dikes and a mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.